is everybody doing welcome to the draft week edition of the throw it deep podcast we're sitting here on tuesday april 25th i believe it is I always struggle with the date, but I believe it is, in fact, the 25th, two days before the NFL Draft. Of course, we are going to talk quite a bit of NFL Draft on today's show. It will be the main focus of the show, but I can't make the uh, recurring comment I've been making at the start of each show as, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is, in fact, the New York Jet. Seems like everybody thought it was going to happen, except you. No, no, I, I, I... I wouldn't say that. It, I'm too crazy for starting to think, like, what's going on here. I, well, evidently maybe I was. But, I mean, if I, I, I put it to you this way. If I were a Jet fan, I would have started to be getting very nervous and thinking, what the hell is going on here? Why is this taking so long? Evidently, they weren't talking for a couple of weeks. The report came out from Rappaport or whoever it was that they started talking in. The deal got done pretty quickly after that. And I don't know if you have it in front of you, if you want to recap the package, it, it ended up being a lot that they gave up. Sure. Yeah. They, um, they swapped uh, their first round picks. So uh, which was 13 and 15. So not a big deal there, but um, it was also a, the, uh, yeah, their second round pick um, and a 2024 second round pick that turns into a first round pick. If Rogers plays uh 65% of the snaps this year. So barring injury, it's going to be a second round pick this year and a first next year. Plus the pick swap. Correct. A, a two, two spot pick swap. Do, so, do with that as you will. Yeah. I would say that is honestly does more for the Packers than it does harm for the jets, because I would say the Packers have similar needs to the Patriots and it, it jumps you ahead of the Patriots and possibly puts you in a position. I don't know if Jackson Smith and Jigba is their guy or whatever receiver they might potentially want to take at the 13th pick. If they decide to go that route, it's actually very unpackers. Like it would be a, ironically uh, part of the reason why the whole Rogers relationship with green Bay soured is that fact, even though the narrative that Rogers hasn't had help on offense uh, throughout his green Bay careers, complete and utter nonsense to be honest Cer- Cer- certainly hasn't had help on defense though which he which he gets in new york well that to my original point the packers uh load up on on defense in the first round of the draft so i actually while it does scream let's jump ahead of new england and and see what we can land at receiver at least that's like the easy hot media narrative to push I don't be surprised if the Packers take like a corner or a linebacker or something. I mean, they doubled up, I believe, last season on Georgia defenders. Last season, they took uh, Quay Walker, and I can't remember. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but I, I know they took uh, two Georgia defenders in the first round last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't don't be surprised if, if they end up taking someone on the defense. And, you know, that's just kind of been their M.O. in the draft yeah. over the years and throughout the Rodgers era. So, you know, the pick swap is whatever, but more so than anything. Yeah, it's really what it is is a first and second round pick ultimately for for the Packers. And, and uh, I, honestly, it's better haul than I thought they were going to get it's more than I thought the Jets were going to have to give up. So from purely from a perspective of wanting the Jets to give up as much as possible for what is ultimately going to be a year or two max of Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I'm pretty happy with the the package there, but, you, you know, you'd be hard pressed telling a Jets fan or yourself 
you know, they're not going to be upset about it, whatever. It's the, you know, picks are picks. No, certainly. The the hall was more than I thought. Um, this, uh, you were talking about what the Packers are going to do with that pick. Um, they've got, they've got a lot of needs. They, uh, they can think they, they can go a lot of ways in that pick, but, uh, certainly the jets do not have a lot of needs anymore with their roster. Um, I think this, this puts them, they've obviously got a top five defense in the last year. Now they've got the top five quarterback weapons look good. Mm. I, outside of, outside of Kansas city, I don't see a team that's squarely above the jets right now. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see which delusion do I want to address. You you don't think that the MVP of two of the last three years is still not a top five quarterback? I do not think Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback, but wow, I think you can make the argument more so for that than the Jets are ahead of Cincinnati, Buffalo. Even a I could make the argument for a couple of other teams too, but you know Cincinnati and Buffalo. Who else? Who else? Uh, I would honestly give the Chargers a better shot of winning the AFC this year. Here's one for you. I would give the Jaguars a better chance of winning the AFC this year than the Jets. Oh, man. I think that, uh, well, I think Trevor, here, you say you put Aaron Rodgers in this top five quarterback category. Here's a take. Hey, hey, Lawrence is right there. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to push way back on that. Because um, I was, he was about certainly to say, yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a lot better than Aaron Rodgers oh, in the year of 2023. A lot uh, better. That's, that's and is going to continue to be better. Uh, I think it, you're. I think you're basing the last like six or seven games of the year of uh, 2022 on. Well, what did we talk about? Fifteen year career. What did, we, what did we talk about last week? You won't. Give, right. You won't give Jalen Hurts his due credit. So I'm for giving, one good year. I'm, 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 <laughs> Like you're you're a what have you done for me lately? Trevor Lawrence had seven good games, let alone one good year. I I would say that Trevor Lawrence has turned around a franchise that has been made wrong decision after wrong decision after wrong decision. The only right decision the Jacksonville Jaguars have made is drafting Trevor Lawrence, and it wasn't even a decision at all. It wasn't a decision. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> so like I mean, Trayvon Walker had an okay rookie year. I think Aiden Hutchinson is better, but uh, Walker's okay. I agree with that. Uh, he he can I mean he can he can certainly become a really good player. Josh Allen's a good player too. Uh, Josh Allen, the defender, uh, not the quarterback. But uh, yeah, yeah making no, that clear. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is is I you know if you've listened to anything I've done on the radio, you you know how high I am on Trevor Lawrence. I, I think he is phenomenal. I think the Jags take that next step this year. They already took the next step this past year, and I think they're one of the they're one of the three or four stronger strongest contenders in the AFC this season. Whether you know, like you know, yes, I think the Jets have entered the category of relevancy in the AFC. And they're better than they're better than the Jaguars. I like that's that's ridiculous. I I, I don't think it's all that. I, I really don't think it's that ridiculous. You're talking about a team that just won nine games and made the playoffs, and honestly, nine and eight, and like a in a weak division. Yeah, now you're looking at probably eleven and six uh, as a in full. a weak division. I like that's a that's just they're handing them six and zero or five and one in that AFC South. Um. Well, uh, Jets have a better Jets have better playmakers. Jets have better defense. Gonna be, gonna I'll, be, even, I'll give you a close quarterback play. Like I like I don't know if Rodgers is that much better than Lawrence right now, but the rest of the gonna, team, it's it's not even close. It's going to be easier for the Jaguars to make the playoffs than it will be the Jets. Jets are guaranteed nothing. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you want to say the Jets are one of the, the Jets five, are a better team though, absolutely. If, if you want to make that argument, fine, but like. The NFL, the way it's structured, just isn't very fair. And the way the AFC and NFC power balance works right now, 
it might not matter who the better team is, honestly. That's why I say I give the Jaguars a better team. Jaguars are guaranteed a home playoff game in my eyes. Jets are Jets are not going to get a home playoff game. So anyway. oh well, I th- I think they will, but I I, I agree with you that the Jaguars are guaranteed a playoff game. I uh, well a home playoff they're, game. They're going to win the AFC South. The Jets are not going to win yeah. the AFC East. Is what it comes down to. So well, I think that's a lot more possible than you. Clearly, um, what makes them so much better than so much worse than Buffalo? Well, is it the defense? Because they they had a better defense last year. And uh, now they've got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I think the I think the Jets are strong on defense. I I have nothing. Against, I'm just not sold that Aaron Rodgers brings them from the bottom of the division to the top of the division. I don't think that's. I think your expectations for this are a little bit high, and my expectations are a little bit low. And the reality will probably be somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, I I don't think that's all that crazy. We'll see. We'll see. Again, it's the strongest division in football, and they've been. I agree. I I'm not pushing back on that. They've been the bottom feeder of it for our entire lifetime, and the fact of the matter is, Aaron. They, Rodgers, they have they've Aaron Rodgers now. He's 39 years old and coming off a bad season. Uh so like wasn't, let, wasn't bad, bad by maybe his MVP standards. It it was bad. It was bad. But he was. He had, I think he had a two to one touchdown interception ratio. I had played throwing a, throwing a very piss there, there are games that he was objectively bad, and he might have been playing through a thumb injury as well, uh, which he is was. an underrated factor there. But you know, we'll, we're going to get into more of this as the off as the off season comes along. We're going to be doing divisional previews for every division. I'm sure the AFC one is just AFC East one is just going to be annoyingly contentious. Uh, so we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but. Uh, all that, all that being said, let's talk about the draft. Uh, enough about Rodgers for now. Now that that's finally settled, because we have talked about it a lot. We got two days, or really, by the time this comes out, one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thursday, start of the draft. Um, a lot of moving parts. We're really there's not a lot of certainty as to who's going where. Frankly, we know who's going one. Bryce Young is going to go one Dude. over. Probably, probably. I, I, I think that's the right pick. But are I, you I buying even... this Will Levis stuff? I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it. I think it's crazy, but but yeah, I'm not. I trust asking, these. I'm I trust asking, these odd makers. I don't I'm know. I'm not asking you from a scouting perspective. I guess I'm asking you from a from a what's going to happen perspective. I still, I, I still think it's going to be Bryce Young, but this stuff changes. Remember the NBA draft last year? It was, it was uh, all um, that Auburn kid. Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith and uh yeah. literally an hour before it became Paolo was the pick and that that ended up happening so yeah I think the NBA is a little bit different but it, it is odds wise it's, it's a fair comparison um yeah I I I think I mean did I read yesterday that Levis is not a favorite to go number two that was that was two days ago yeah yeah which is also crazy I think that would involve a team trading up. Uh, like, it has to, right? I, I don't think the Texans are pulling the trigger on him at number two. I mean, maybe they like him. I I, I could see them taking a quarterback. They, they definitely need one. Um, I guess. It's just like, they have the 12th pick. And I guess odds-wise, Levis at this point right now probably won't be there by the 12th pick. 
Uh, but like it's like throughout this process. I mean, we were talking. I remember talking about him falling out of the first that's round. Why, that's why I mean. It's crazy how these players just they have the twelve pick, and we're talking about the possibility of the Texans taking Levis second overall. I just don't believe it. You know what? I could look see. At, look at look at Trayvon Walker last year. You know, went all the way from a mid first round pick to the top. Yeah, I I, I could see. Uh, how about a team like the Raiders trading up all the way to two? Fuck. <laughs> I get. I, couldn't couldn't you see uh, Will Al, Levis. Al Davis falling in love with with a kid like Will Levis? That that feels about right. I could. I could. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it's hard to predict after one. I ultimately. I think I'm, it's a little late to put together a trade package. You know, it's, no, it's draft I night. I don't think so. They. they When's they, the last time we've seen something like that? Like a, a pick, like two or one, like dra- a draft they trade with a first round pick is one thing. This early. I'd have to go back and look when the last time it's been this late in the process for like a pick this high to be traded, but yeah, which is why I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on the trade thing. I'm really not. Yeah. It's not like teams don't work this stuff out. Like to your point. Yes. The, the second pick, I I can't remember the last time it's been this late in the process that it's been traded, but yeah, I mean the, the draft night trade up is a very common Thing. We, I mean, Justin Fields is the 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 easiest sure, sure. to mind. Like, you know, these GMs are talking up until the moment the pick is in. So it's it's not like it's this unfathomable idea for the Texans to trade back on draft night if they finally agree to an offer they like. I also think there's an element here of the Texans may want to trade back, but they are not trading that pick. Of, they might have a deal in place, but are not trading that pick until they know for certain they see. Bryce Young, first pick, Carolina Panthers, and they know that Bryce Young is off the board. Because what if they what if they traded back to the seventh pick and Sure. And, yeah. And then Will Levis or CJ Stroud went first over. Nick Cassiero would have to jump off the roof of NRG Stadium. I do I do think the Texans love uh, Bryce Young. I think they want him as their guy, but as Tickets for number two. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, and it's not. So, and again, we will talk about for the next ten years how uh, you know Lovey Lovey Smith. Maybe the next twenty years how Lovey Smith uh, and his Week eighteen Sayonara to the Houston Texans cost them uh, what I do believe is going to be a spectacular franchise quarterback. But uh, it's good just, for Lovey Smith. Yeah, honestly, good for Lovey Smith because that organization has been a dumpster fire, man. That organization doesn't deserve to have, and I love D'Amico Ryans, and it seems like they're on the right track to getting things right. At least, like, I, I think D'Amico Ryan, you know, say what you want. It's obviously a cheesy cliche, like the culture guy, but I do think D'Amico Ryans is going to be good uh, it, from that perspective. But that organization, the way it's been run, it's like you bring in David Coley and just, like, lay him down over the river and walk walk over him. He had no chance, even though – And then, supposed to and then you run – and then you run it back with Lovey Smith. The same exact thing. Same thing. Like that. That organization is a complete dumpster fire and has been a dumpster fire. They don't deserve good things. They don't deserve Bryce Young. So the fact that Lovey Smith said, "You know what? Uh, we, we're I'm gonna just screw you guys out of this number one pick. You're not getting Bryce Young. If you're if you're firing me, I'm going out my way. I'm gonna win this game. And and you know credit to him because he cost them Bryce Young. Makes it a little bit harder for D'Amico here, but maybe it could work out for him next year yeah it could uh we'll see what they do with that number two pick yeah i just hey if you were to make a prediction right now what what do you think 
I think they go Stroud, which I think is the wrong move, but I, I think that's what they do. I said it today. I'm out on CJ Stroud. I'm fully out. I'm done. Finally with me. Yeah. I mean, I, not that I have, not that I've been like super in on him, but like, I think I'm fully ready to say like, I'm done. I'm out. And like, maybe the cognitive tests are affecting that more than they should. Uh, because like by all, uh-huh. accounts, they, they might not even be true. Uh, so like the, the I've like, seen stuff about that. There's all kinds of conflicting stuff with the S2 cognitive test. CJ Stroud scored an 18, like whatever there's, I mean, all kinds, heck, that could be the Raiders at seven leaking that kind of information out there. And it sure, could be sure. complete nonsense. But so again, take every piece of information you hear this week and the last couple of weeks with a giant, giant grain of salt. But, you know, that I haven't been in on Stroud and that piece of information came out. I'm just, I just, I'm just out, man. I, I, I don't think he had, like, he, like you've said, and you've been on this, so to your credit, uh, I just don't think the guy has a very high ceiling and he really doesn't. I just, I don't know. I think best case scenario, he's like, okay. And, and pedestrian. I, I'm just, I, I'm good, man. I, I'm good on Stroud. I would much rather take my chances with Anthony Richardson than draft CJ Stroud for the record. I think they're both going to suck, but <laughs> I, I would rather take my chance. Well, more than more than likely, you're right. The way these guys, the rate of the, which these guys really hit. But um, yeah, I, I'm happy you've you've come to the seen the light about CJ Stroud. Um, I, I I don't I don't see the ceiling there, and I and I frankly, the floor is also lower than people would like to admit. Stay on those cognitive tests. My guy Hendon <laughs> also had a concerningly low score uh, he had like a 46 or something like that is Hendon Hooker just a uh one read product of Josh Heupel's system it could be could be yeah I, I don't put a ton of stock stock in the cognitive stuff but that is that is my that is my worry about him that he is uh can't do much outside of his initial read and he's also a statue in the pocket Oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not fair. I, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's not. You're gonna need to go watch more film on him if you actually. He's a statue in there, bro. No, that's not true. He runs. He's very mobile. No, he runs, but when he's when he's throwing the ball, like he he's he's right in the pocket. He's not moving around in that pocket. He's he's a statue. So you're ta- like not the mobility. Factor. Like he can scramble. Yeah, it's the fact that like when he knows he's passing, he's not he's not moving around in there like getting finding room for himself. He is or he is a statue. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well, that's like I know he can move, but like we'll, we'll see. We'll see post ACL. But yeah, that's the opposite of uh, Bryce Young. It's honestly, I think probably. I, no, you're you're right. That's that is the opposite of easy anti Bryce Young. I told you to look into that pressure to sack ratio on Bryce Young. Never got back to me on that. I know, I know. It's tough to find those college statistics. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I truly do think it's probably very, very, very spectacularly good. And I, and I believe you. Anyway, all that being said, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we talked about it last week. I just the rest of this class outside of Young, quarterback wise, like. If Levis fell to 14 for the Patriots, maybe like take a chance on him. Like, sure. I, I, I get like the Patriots met with, I think since the last time we recorded the Patriots met with Will Levis, which was an interesting headline to read. Uh, at first I was like, Oh God, please. No. 
Uh, admittedly, then the cognitive results came out. Will Levis scored a 92. Uh, but, uh, you, lo- you love these, don't you? I think they're important. I do think they're important. But, uh, I mean, well. It's also point. no longer the Wonderlick. It's the S2 cognitive test. The Wonderlick has, no, like, should have pretty much no value taken in it whatsoever. The S2 actually, like, involves football and decision-making. Like, the S2 actually has some sort of value, from like, from the – from playing a quarterback standpoint. So that that's why I do place a little bit of value in them. If those numbers are to be believed, I was surprised, you know, based on some of the decisions Will Levis has made as a quarterback at Kentucky that he scored that highly, but CJ Stroud, you know, you take Will Levis and, and give him Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Maybe Will Levis makes some better decisions as a passer. I don't know, but he, he, I don't know if it's bad decisions, but it makes a sh- hell of a lot easier for him. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I just – if you're at 14 for the Patriots and he drops, which I ultimately don't believe is going to happen. What are what are you thinking? What do you want What do you want the Patriots to do with 14? I would like Zay Flowers at 14, but I know that's not going to happen. Uh, do you think he – do you think he'll – Zay Flowers will be at 14? Yes, I do. And you know what I think is going to happen? I think we're going to trade down, and I think the uh, somewhat – so I mean, the Zay Flowers thing is hard to get a read on. I, I've read a lot of reports that say teams don't think he'll make it out of the top twenty. Uh, so his stock has risen dramatically. No, I, I know. I, that's why I asked. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's not a lock for the Patriots to have him there I, at fourteen. No, I think he'll be there at at fourteen. Ultimately, I do continue to believe that uh, JSN from Ohio State is going to be the first receiver off the board, and I do think he'll probably be gone by fourteen. Uh, if I were going to guess on that, I wouldn't mind the Patriots taking a tackle. Uh, the guy from Tennessee, Paris Johnson from Ohio State would be a good pick. I, there's there's three or four really good corners that that would be good fits there. Um, I, I, there, there, there's a couple directions they could go, but ultimately corner, tackle, or wide receiver is one of the three positions. But here's the thing. I'm not going to be surprised. If uh, Bill Belichick goes and takes Nolan Smith from Georgia, pass rusher, uh, even though it's not necessarily, it's not, 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 not necessarily, it's not a position of need at all. Um, but he could end up being the best player on the board, and Belichick has a tendency to do that. Uh, or I'm not going to be surprised if Belichick finds a way to take a guy I've never heard of. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's so difficult to predict. We talked to Mike Reese, who's like the uh, actually the biggest name I would say in in Patriots reporting uh, on Twitter. We had him on the show. Let me of- let me let me give a shout out to my boy Ben Volan though. He's up there. Mike Mike Ben Volan can't hold Mike Reese's jock strap. But uh, all that being said, uh, we had Mike Reese on the final drive a couple like a week ago, and I asked him like. What is it about Bill Belichick in the draft that makes it so hard to predict? And he gave me an interesting nugget that uh, that I've been thinking about. It's like a lot of teams, and I can't remember the scouting site that uh, that he said or the database that he said. A lot of teams use the same uh, database that that ranks players similarly. Like and, really, yeah. So a lot of teams. That's interesting. A lot of teams share information, and he was very quick to point out the Patriots are one of very few teams who don't subscribe to whatever this service is. So I, you know, Belichick just like take Cole strange, for example, last year, he just uh, doesn't subscribe to the, 
you know, shared information thing. So like, yes, while Sean McVay can giggle and laugh that he had UT Chattanooga Cole Strange in the third round, uh, like I guess Belichick had him valued in his own book as a first round pick, which ultimately he's a really good player. So, you know, Sean McVay can kick rocks, but uh, all, all that. Kick he, rocks with his Super Bowl ring. <laughs> well, Belichick can uh, kick rocks with his like 10 Super Bowl rings and one of them being embarrassing super kid, super offensive wonder kid, Sean McVay, where he scored uh, three points in, in said Super Bowl. That's right. That's uh, right. Thank, thanks for teeing me up on that. Uh, no, but <laughs> – yeah, I mean, ultimately, my dream pick would be Zay Flowers. I, Their director of scouting, Matt Groh, uh, said something along the lines to the media of, like, how there are so many good wide receivers in this class. Uh, and he, he mentioned Zay Flowers specifically, but I just don't see it happening because uh, I think – I'm not as I'm not as high on the receivers of this class. I don't, I don't buy that narrative that it's going to be as good as the rest, last few years. I think there Garrett are Wilson, players. Olave. I don't think there's a there's a guy like a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave in this draft. You know what I've gotten really high on lately uh, is Jonathan Mingo of Ole Miss. I think he's going. Really? To, I think he's going to be a really really good football player. Really good combination of size and speed there. Probably going definitely going to be a day two guy. Probably off the board by the second round could maybe sneak into the first round, but I'd be surprised there. Uh, definitely would be a very Patriots pick. I'd, I'd be ecstatic if the Patriots found a way to land um, to land Mingo there. But, yeah, I mean, definitely more of like, you know, he's in that A.J. Brown mold of, uh, you know, an ideal combination of size and speed. I, I've been I've been very, very in on, on Mingo. He's a guy whose stock has risen, so keep an eye on him probably on to come off the board on Friday. We'll see where he ends up. I just, yeah. Did you sure. see the report about how uh, Zay Flowers was working out with Mahomes like directly? I did not. I think, yeah. Uh, the, the that'd, chief- re- that'd require a trade up, but that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be a chief's move. It'd be so annoying. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be so pissed off. It, it that'd, would- be, that'd be something. I don't know. I I don't I don't necessarily buy that the Chiefs are going to trade up to. They traded up the, last the, year. to the top half of the first round to get a wide receiver. No, but they traded up to twenty one for us. We handed them Trent McDuffie, corner from Washington, who had a really good rookie year actually, uh, and ended up we ended up drafting Cole Strange. But I think that was sure. six spots the Chiefs had to move up for that. Rather, I, than- I think they think they took. Uh, First round pick, they took Clyde Edwards-Alaire too. That that certainly did not go well. Yeah, but you know, for every Clyde Edwards-Alaire, there's also an Isaiah Pacheco. So you know, I'll, I'll just give. That's him a seventh round pick. That's a day three running back. That's it, when those guys should be gone. It, well, you know, uh, Pacheco is a very good player. Uh, so do you want to just do the Bijan Robinson thing then? Uh, that's a, that's a nice segue there. I, I'd love to. I'd love to. Go ahead. Um, well, what do what do you think about Bijan Robinson before I? I think he's a special football player. You think he's a special football player? Where, 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 where do you see him going? Where would be a good be, landing spot for him? He will go in the first round, uh, and he will. I agree with this. Or he should uh, not, but he, but he will. Ideally, uh, you know, this would piss me off, but I think Buffalo would be a great spot for him in late in the first round. Sure, um, but. They just they already took they took James Cook day two last year. You're you're ready to punt him. So so what? I mean, 
<laughs> another another waste of a running back early selection, I guess. Uh, yeah, I would say that wasn't a very good pick. Bijan Robinson's a lot better than James Cook, but uh, and well, I, I agree with that. But. Give you a peek into the group chat. I guess we had the argument today. I don't think it would be a bad pick for Philadelphia to take him at ten. It'd be a terrible pick to take now, a running back that high in the draft. Philadelphia, I would argue, probably has the best roster in football, uh, just top to bottom, roster-wise. Um, you know, say what you want about Jalen Hurts. You know, we had the Hurts discussion last sure, year. Sure, sure. Just top to bottom, combining offensive line, defense, receivers. Like they have the best roster in football. You'd agree with that? No. Well, but uh, uh, but it's good. It's it's right. a, it's a, it's a it's a top five roster. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, do you what do you think the Jets is the best roster in, in the league? No, no. Um, talking about teams, frankly, I think the the Chiefs, the uh, Niners, um, Jets could be up there, but um, I, I I think the Niners is more fair than the Chiefs, honestly. Um, well, like roster is one. Like if you value the, the quarterback, that's what I mean. You like, I, I think, then, I, think yeah. you're, I think you're skewing the value of the court. Like I, I like I'm trying to remove the value of the quarterback. Sure, sure. Yeah, then then Niners, uh, Eagles definitely up there though. I'm not I'm not really pushing back on that. But anyway, um, so Eagles again for my money, best roster in the league. I don't think there, there. Are, yeah. I don't think there are a lot of holes there at all. Uh, obviously, ten is early to draft a running back, but they lost a ton of defensive guys. Where are they going to replace yeah, their lost, nose tackle, Ch- Chauncey Gardner Johnson? They lost Jason Grave and C.J. Gardner. That, that's yes. They bring back both corners. Uh, obviously, you know maybe you draft a one of these. Too much money on that. One of these stud corners. Maybe draft one of these stud corners at ten. That 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 would be that would be good. But again, I think uh, Bijan brings this offense to the next level. I I don't understand your thoughts that every running back is the same. It's not true. Uh, and I do. We're on the same. Well, when did I did that? I never said that. I I I think you tend to think that every running back. Like running backs are replaceable, and it's the easiest position to get cheap production from. But that's exactly, but exactly. A, a special player is a special player, and Bijan Robinson is a special player and can elevate that offense to the next level. All right, I hear this word "special player" or like the common term is this generational running back. You said this last week. I'm yeah, not. How I'm, could you, you got McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke? These guys are all in the league at the same time, and now Bijan. Like it's not. It's not generational. It's not special. You know. Like he's a, he's a good running back. I think he's going to be a good running back in this league. Do I think the Eagles should waste the top 10 pick on him when they have plenty of other needs they can address rather than a running back, which is a largely replaceable position when they were already top five in rushing. I think, I think they could go do a lot of other things that would be better for their football team with this pick. Well, they lost Miles Sanders. Uh, so, you know, there's, there, there's a, uh... they got Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott. Those guys will give them similar production. Yeah, they brought in so already. They've got a top five rushing attack, and I don't see that going anywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think you could firmly be a top one rushing attack, though. I I, I think that makes your offense downright. I disagree. I disagree. I I don't I don't think that propels them above teams like the Ravens, Falcons, Bears, who like. You also have to understand Robinson brings a lot of value as a pass catcher as well. Uh, so it's I'll like, give you that. I'll give like you that. Another... But like Boston Scott's a good pass catcher. Oh, get out of here! It's not. Rem- it's not even comparable. I mean, the fact that it's it's the difference in a running back is not significant enough to. It's it's absolutely comparable. Well, Robinson, I think is going to end up going. Oh, 
He'll go in the first round. I'm not saying he's not going to because I definitely think he will. Somebody's going to take him, but if if it was up to me, I think he'd go day two. The mock I told you to uh, look at to prep for the show, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, actually has him going 14 to the Patriots, which... I saw that. Yeah, I wanted to see your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um... Not, not, not good. Um, See, you don't like it. The Eagles having a good roster doesn't give them the excuse to make a bad pick. They have plenty of other needs. I'd get on a good roster. I'd get on board with the Bijan thing eventually. I mean, if we just want to win games by by running the ball. You were you were all in on Ramondre Stevenson. What? He's he's not good enough anymore. No, he's spectacular, but he also got put a lot of tread on the tires this year. He got a ton of carries and was a huge part of the passing game too. Uh, and I would like to, you know, keep him alive for the next couple of years, uh, ideally. So, uh, no, Ramondre Stevenson is phenomenal. I ha- imagine having Ramondre Stevenson and B. John Robinson. Like, well, yeah, only, only only one of them can be on the field at the same time. That is not true. Uh, but we'll uh, have productives at the same time. One of them's going to be blocking, while the other one's got the football. Well, only one can have the football at the same time. That is true. Correct. Yeah, we we'll want B. John Robinson to the Patriots, but. Uh, all that I, I don't think it would be this like disaster of a pick that you think it would be. Uh, anyway, it all, would be. It, all that it would be. All that being said, I don't know. What do you What do you want the Jets to do at fifteen? There's a lot of ways you can go with it. I think you go. Uh, I think you go offensive line, um, or, or or frankly defense. Um, I'd like to see them get uh, somebody to have out Quentin Williams in the uh, middle there, middle of that defense. But um, no, I, honestly, there's a lot of ways they can go with it, and I'm I'm excited to see. Well, there was the uh, there was the Quinn and Williams drama today. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that throughout a tweet uh, about Joe Douglas commenting on his contract. Hopefully, that gets done. Um, Joe Douglas said he was optimistic. Quinn Williams quote tweeted it with a gif of himself sipping tea and said, "quote optimistic." Uh, so yeah, that's that's looks like that they're making progress there. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, well. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, Quinn Williams, Quinn Williams, he's a special player, but so you you would hope they would get something done. But we're almost out of time. We don't really know what's going to happen, but by the next time we talk to you, we'll have a uh, we'll have a full draft. And by the way, we'll uh, we're going to be back live on the radio next week, next Wednesday. So we'll have a we'll have a full uh, draft to talk about next Wednesday night as well. Thanks for listening, everybody.